Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Wise Men Say preview show. As the days tick by and we look ahead to Saturday's game against Wigan Athletic, I'm joined, I, Matthew Peeling, I'm joined, as is customary nowadays, by Tom Walsh, from live from Hello. Vienna. <laughs> live from Vienna. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Tom. How are we? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been a big day in Walrus News, our friend. Wally. Wally, he's... Uh... He's on to Pastures New. He's, you know, on his way home back to Svalbard. It's a uh, well. That's where they think he's going. He, he, he's yeah. heading north, as far as they're aware. Yeah. So it's very an emotional time, really. But it's one of those things where I'm just happy it happened. Really, we got to enjoy this summer with him. Well, uh, don't be sad. It's over. Be, be happy. <laughs> be happy it happened. Be happy that Wally made his way to the, to the Isles of Silly. Well, speaking of silly. <laughs> I'm joined by um, Wiseman, say regular Michael Loff. I was Hello, wondering Michael. which. Hi, I was wondering which one of us was going to get that title there. Well, I could have chose either, really, because the other, the other completing the the fabulous four this evening is Craig Clark. Hello, Craig. Well, I do like to be called fabulous. Well, you That's are made fabulous. my evening. So thanks, thanks for that. But, uh, no problem. How are we? <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling particularly fabulous. Actually, I'm feeling. Yeah. Quite annoyed about <coughs> Sunderland. Right, so you're, should we crack straight on with the lack of transfer activity again? Or shall we just go ahead with this? Because well, there before are, we go, I want okay. to clarify, are we calling ourselves like the leadership team or group? Before we well, we can talk on. about this. We'll tell you what, we'll talk about this first then. So we are, we'll, we'll nominate ourselves, the Wiseman, say leadership group. Um, it's half past five on Wednesday and Sunderland have just announced their very own leadership and communications group for a football club, which, well, <laughs> I've never heard anything quite like it. But then again, what should we expect? The, well, we've, if you haven't seen, we've appointed a new club captain, our team captain in Corey Evans. And then there is just a plethora of other players being given other titles, which one of you three may know why or how this has happened. I mean, why not? I guess. I guess it's something well. <laughs> I guess it's something to talk about instead of, you know, nothing else. I mean, what else is it to talk about? So it's like, well, we've not made any signings, but we have appointed six captains. <laughs> and a goalkeeper coach. Oh Oh yeah. There's, yeah. There was that as well, which I've definitely got written down to talk about there. Um I don't but, but well there are six players in the in the in the leadership group. Um <laughs> which I'm loath to call it, but I'm oh, going to. Dear. Um the two obviously 
Evans has mentioned, and Ada McGeady is vice captain. Now that normally, along with your club captain, would be enough, wouldn't it? You'd announce oh, yeah. a, you probably don't even need to announce a vice captain, really. But we've gone one step further, haven't we, Craig? And appointed some just sort of like appear to be like community champions, I guess. <laughs> well, in the in the current setup, we've basically uh, just given out a bunch of kind of titles to nearly the entire squad by the looks of it, because we don't mm. have much of a squad at the moment and a number of them have been, like you say, appointed to this leadership group. To be honest, it feels very much like a bit of a uh, a copy of the Man City playbook because I believe they named six captains last season or the season before, or maybe it's just a Pep Guardiola thing. And, you know, I mean, I suppose you can, you can copy off uh, worse managers, obviously, but... The fact of, I think they've announced it now, right? Because it's the Wednesday before the season kicks off on Saturday. But there is an increasing feeling that we are just announcing stuff. Like, for example, the Ollie Younger contract extension, which basically went, yeah, he had a contract extension in May. And obviously the new extension was that they'd added this kind of option for another year to it. And it's like, you're just announcing things to kind of... sort of deflect from the fact that we aren't signing anyone. And as you pointed out before we started recording, Tom, we haven't signed anyone for three weeks. We're three days from the Wigan game without a single fullback on the books. I honestly did not believe when we let all those players go, which I again repeat was the right thing to do. That's good process. Clear out the wage bill because some of those players will have been on money that was way more than the actual contribution they were offering to the side. You've got people like Josh Scone was probably on championship wages and he was not a championship standard player. But you have to then go out and use the room you've created on the wage bill to sign players in the way that Ipswich have done. Now, I was listening to the Totally Football League show, I think it was yesterday, and Paul Cook said, not only have they brought in like 10 signings, he wants another five or six. So what they've done is gone out replaced what they let go and now they're looking to flesh the squad out with a few maybe quality additions which is exactly the position we needed to be in with three days to go until the start of the season well i think i was going to say i think wigan's manager said the exact same thing he said he wanted i think it was during the week he wanted six more signings on top of the seven they've already brought in I mean, there is that kind of contradiction where we've seen it before where we bring in too many players at once and it doesn't really gel for weeks upon weeks. But, you know, that was like at a time we're in the Premier League and whatnot. Whereas like in League One, clubs do that more regularly and and it seems to just, I don't know, well, they don't all collapse on themselves. But I don't think, I mean, I'm loath to keep going on about it because it feels like we've been doing the same line it's for the past like Groundhog Day almost doing these pods because we've been talking about the same the same thing and the fact that we're, we're just desperately lacking in players and you just mentioned Wigan there Tom would anyone like to guess which player Wigan have just been linked with uh, I'll give you a clue one. The, another one of our players from last season oh Another, yeah. not Another Denver one. Hume. It's not Denver. No, Hume, it's not it? Denver Hume, but it's a fullback. <laughs> it is Conor McLaughlin. They've been linked with no Conor way. Now. Oh my! So oh a my. player That'd that we can do much worse than bring back, frankly. Well, because we um, don't have a right back, so he's instantly. The, likewise, the crazy thing is that Callum McFadzian is currently like better than any of the left backs that we have. That is, yeah. an, and I'm not having a dig at dice. 
he just hasn't got any first team experience, well, and therefore not- McFadden is like an established fullback at like kind of this level and is signed for another League One club. That's insane situation to be three days before the start of the season. It just it is. is. No, it is. I mean, Mick, what do you what do you think? Are you are you joining us in the the uh, concern as we head what quarter to six on Wednesdays? The hours tick by until we line up against Wigan. Are you also very concerned, or are you going to tell us that it's all fine? I'm absolutely not going to do that. Um, it's all just <laughs> feel. I think it's just kind of like with the um, with a kind of first day of the season becoming like kind of ever closer. Um, our lack of signings and this whole kind of like captain subcommittee group almost it just feels like we're living in like a real life version of uh, like Project Zeus yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, the enti- like the entire like football club at the minute and I think the day's just yeah. really compounded that but no being serious I think like you said Craig it's been three weeks since we've signed anyone and I think at that point I was frustrated with the lack of incomings so the fact that we're three weeks on and not only have we not signed anyone other than Gallagher and that deal obviously didn't go through we've hardly even mm. been anybody and I'm not saying that I want kind of like different like stories breaking every day but other than Jebson and Gallagher I can't really remember kind of like a, a concrete kind of like link over the last Bobby. few weeks it's just really worrying really like it just feels as though the whole kind mm. of attitude around the club is one of like almost like complacency and I'm sure that the stuff going on behind the scenes where you don't know about etc etc but you're not you're not telling me that if um, you'd been offered this scenario um, the day after the Lincoln game, anybody would have been happy with it. Like if you'd said that the week going into our final pre-season friendly, we'd be playing Winchester at right back, Dan Neal at left back, and then we're in a situation where our captain group is like kind of like so much bigger than the total number of fullbacks we've got, you'd be highly concerned <laughs> and quite rightly so. <laughs> well, um, we need to have one I, I, captain to be fair, to have a greater number than the amount of fullbacks we've got. Never mind six. So it was nice. To, it was nice to show Jefferson like round the ground though on Saturday. I mean that, <laughs> just, that was fun. And now he's going to Rotherham or something. So well, no, it's a, well, it, his destination now is undecided, and he's remaining with Sheffield United for the time yeah, being. Yeah, he probably um, thinks I'll just sit out this season. It's like these well, teams. They probably get some game time at, at Sheffield anyway, so it's not you know. Well, with him, Jebison, I could totally understand, right, if he decided to go to another club who could offer him more first-team football because he's going to be competing with Ross Stewart, who we all agree, I think, at this point, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn to say that, is has looked really, really good in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. And I'm quite happy to watch him lead the line this season. Obviously, he needs competition, but... If you're wanting your young up-and-coming striker to go out and play regularly, you probably don't want him to go to Sunderland as much as a smaller club where he's got an opportunity to play more games. I, I just think that it's it, unfortunately being the bigger club actually works against you in the in this instance. Particularly- well, I think yeah, because the last thing we we want as well is to have one of them loan deals where or he has to play. X amount of games yeah. in it because that's that's no good for us for where we want to be. We're, I'm not at the end of the day. We're not you know we're, we're not here to to advance these players' careers. We need players who are going to come in and, and do a job for us. So sorry, Mick, were you going to say something? No, no, not really. It's just like, oh. <laughs> but no, like just to kind of continue, like what we've all been saying. 
it is just kind of massively concerning. Like you touched on Wigan there, and I know it's becoming kind of like a standing joke that their kind of like recruitment strategy is just to must have just watched like our kind of like unreleased season review or something of our highlights and then come up with some of the players. But I think the point I would make on that is that Wigan, you think about it like a few months ago, their entire existence was up in the air. Like they had yeah, like oh, it's massively different. And and so, but what my point is, Wigan. So what they're doing is a team that had to scratch around to stay in a division last season. And when you look at the quality of players that they're bringing in in comparison to what they had last season, that's taking them to mm. another level. So if Wigan progress from just outside the relegation zone to signing players who got who played for a team that got in the playoffs last season and had a shout of automatic promotion for much of it, then that's probably going to take them about two or three like levels up the league compared to where they were last season. So that's good progress. You look at Ipswich, the situation here in last season with their players, they've made signings who on paper look really good. They've clearly got a model and a strategy there. I think they've only signed one or two players who were over the age of 30. So you're looking around at all these clubs. Like I'm even getting a little bit envious of like MK Dons, who I refuse to acknowledge it even like <laughs> you know what I mean, but not even a thing. Well, and like and they've are. got like and they've got like a better kind of like strategy in place than us. Like the temporary standard Gillingham is older than MK Dons and they've got a better structure than us. <laughs> like it's it, it, at the minute, like I, I don't want to just kind of like sound like I'm just being like negative and like cynical for the sake of it, but it is just it is a bit of a cash twenty two because throughout the preseason I've actually been really encouraged with like mm. the way we've the way we've tried to play. Like kind of like Gareth mentioned, I think the pressing's been a lot better. And as much as like the jury's still out on Lee Johnson, I think we are seeing him put his stamp on the team. And I'm getting to the point where, like, if I was him, I'd be really, really frustrated that he's not being given the tools to implement what he clearly wants to implement. And to be I quite frank, really, yeah, sorry, yeah. And if we, um, and, and if we get off to a slow start, that's on kind of like the background setup. That's not on Lee Johnson. Well, I was that's just going to say, but it isn't, is it? Because he's the one who's going to get all the flack and the pressure. It's mm-hmm. his neck that's going to be on the line, and it's his reputation that's going to be on the line. He must be frustrated. He's got to be frustrated by this. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, you were going to say something as well. I was going to say, well, I was just going to be a bit more disparaging. I was just going to say that the, one of the biggest crimes of this transfer window is that we actually have to feel sorry for Lee Johnson, a manager <laughs> that I don't particularly rate. Um, we say there about Ipswich. I think Ipswich are doing what what we should have done maybe like two seasons ago, where they just thought, right, it's not fun this division. Like, there's no way we can budget our way out of this or you know sustainability or whatever crap just like we're just gonna buy as many players as we can and it's like shit or bust we have to go mm. up this year whereas mm. we get gaslighted with the um we have to be sus- sustainable line and so that people then decide that this situation we're in is fine um, and like you said, again, I don't want to just be a doom merchant or whatever, because as we said, the preseason has been encouraging. I would just like to have seen some new players integrated <laughs> into this, what is looking like a, a, quite a promising first 11, but that's it, just a first it, it is, that is literally it. So just, I know the, the lads looked at the whole game on, on Monday, but... Well, uh, I would say one more thing on recruitment, Matt, just before. Yeah, of course. Everything we've said about like Wigan and Ipswich, right? And people can, can and MK Dons, you can throw in the mix as well. <clears throat> as well, You can be as disparaging as you want about, as you were saying, Mick, signing kind of Sunderland cast-offs. But those players are only cast-offs if you replace them with better. As you've said, uh, Mick, like... Wigan are trying to build from the bottom and get into the top six. Well, if I was in Wigan's position, I'd be quite happy to see a bunch of players that got a team 
into the top six signed for my club. And likewise, I don't mind serial failures leaving if you bring in other players. The problem is people keep saying don't panic, and that's totally fine. I do understand that. But you do realize the closer that we get to the end of the window, the more that they're going to panic. All of the free (laughs) signings that you could have made are gone. Teams know that you're increasingly desperate, so they'll bump the fees up for the players. I mean, look, we're trying to do best in the business with Exeter. They've just signed a winger for a reported fee of around 1.3 million. To Peter Brett, Exeter, I think you mentioned it last time I was on, Tom, a really well club. We could do worse than emulate them on a, on a sort of bigger scale. But they're in a position, I was listening to D3-D4's preview of League 1 and League 2, and they were basically saying they're not in a position where they need to sell. They've sold enough players that they're in a really stable financial position unless they receive daft offers. Well, notice we've not heard any news, have we, of any future bids since the infamous fourth one went in a couple of Fridays ago. And the last thing to note, I think, is immediately after the Tony Gallagher deal was we pulled out of it, it seemed like one of the reasons might have been that there was this sell-on fee and the club maybe wasn't happy with it. Look, right, I, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. I don't have a comment on it. But one of the other stories that came out was actually the real reason was we had someone else lined up and that was the sound coming from the kind of Liverpool end. Well, they're taking their time getting that deal over the, over the line, aren't they? Mm. Like, who is it? Well, but just when, when we pulled out of that deal, I expected us to have someone in for the whole game, right? Almost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course. And we need more than a right back. We need a left back. Well, we don't. Immediately. Yeah, we do. And, it just, I feel that we focus, I focused, I, I personally have focused a lot on the lack of fullbacks, fullbacks bracket zero. And, <laughs> but there are other, like, there are obvious other areas where we, oh, yeah. where we need to strengthen. I mean, it, I was just going to say before there that the, the starting lineup against Hull last week, I thought played quite well. But as soon yeah. as changes had to be made, it was alarming the lack of depth that we have. I mean, there were, I mean, Richardson was never a squad number on the bench. That was mm. <laughs> never seen that one before. Um, but where would so aside from fullback, where do you think we need to strengthen? Because like, centre forward, yeah. Well, forward. it's yeah. like if Stewart gets injured or suspended, we're then relying on Grig. I know he scored at the weekend, but it's like a man who just can't score for us. And yeah. you're hanging your hat on someone you've never played to his strength at any point during his entire time here. And so, and then what? What if he gets injured? What if he gets suspended? Then it's, I don't what even if know. We sell if, we, him. if we sell him, I don't even know if we have another centre forward. Do we? I don't, I don't, I don't. Yoga so. would be the next. Right. Okay. Uh, Who scored a total of zero goals for Torquay in the National League? Mm. And well, he's probably suspended anyway because he got sent off against Hebben in pre-season. I don't know if that counts. And did he? We headbutted. He headbutted someone. What? I, I missed that. I completely tremendous. missed that. That's yeah, incredible. He, uh, he had. He was sent off for a headbutt against uh, wow. Hebben Town. He was channeling wow. in a channeling his inner Jan and Via, um, getting <laughs> sent off. For yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. If only he'd be that good. If only he'd be that good. <laughs> I think my kind of point, like, I don't want to just, like, draw on about, like, full-backs all night, but it's got, that problem is kind of like <laughs> a bit of a double problem because what it it's does. doing is our midfield is arguably our most well-stocked area. But what that's doing is that's pulling options out of our midfield who could be 
who could be there. So you're taking Dan Neal out, who is very promising. He likes to get on the ball, play forward. Um, you've got him playing left back. You've got Winchester at right back. So you're pulling two options out of the midfield. So that's making your most well-stocked area. Like, even that's something a little bit better. So as I say, so consequently, because of that, that's got a knock-on, which means you're having three quality on the bench. So, like I say, these like it's not just a case of not having fullback; it's a knock-on effect that has throughout the squad. Yeah, that's a good about, point. And you talk about injuries up front. Like for me, I really worry about centre half. So let's say that Bailey Wright and Flanagan stay. Like, oh yeah, like that I, too. Like yeah. I, I think I, I think they're both fine. They're, they're both fine. Like there's nothing wrong with like perfectly adequate like League One defenders, but both of them have quite a bad injury record. They're not going to get through a 46 game season unscathed. So when you've got Callum Doyle, who I really, really rate from what I've seen, I think he's um, got great potential. I think he's got all the attributes, like physically, like everything to be a really good centre-half at this level. But you're down to him and then you're down to Oli Younger, who, again, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with him, but he's like kind of very unproven at this level. He's not. He's only played like one league game, is it? And that was 45 minutes against Rochdale at right-back. Another yep. than that, he's played two games on loan at St. Patrick's and he's like kind of coming up with 21, 22-year-old now. So, like I'm saying, I'm not just trying to like hammer everything, but we're just kind of unnecessarily leaving ourselves short to the point where we are just a few injuries away from a crisis. And we saw last season, we did get quite a lot of injuries. If that's emulated, it's absolutely frightening the team that we might have to end up putting out. Particularly well, straight, with the fact... straight off Sorry, the back, straight off the back, Corey Evans has got quite a bad injury record. He rarely starts more than 25 games a season. So, you know, you lose, like you say, make you lose him for, you know. A handful of games, and you're using Carl Winchester at right back and Dan Neal at left back. What do you do? You have to then bring Younger maybe in at full back, or, or you, you're just reshuffling pieces all over and bringing in players who aren't an improvement on what we had it's, last season. That's the crucial thing. I, it is, and it's this would be frustrating enough if you were sat here in November having to deal with this situation let alone going into the opening game of the season like this. We're not even using the midfielder that's best at fullback at fullback because we've now decided that he's our first choice central midfielder in Luke that, 9. That's so daft. That's so daft. He's played I don't care what you say, he's not he's not been effective for us as a midfielder he any any time he's played there. He's we've now we've we've found out that his best position is right back, but now for this season He's never playing at right back again, and he's going to have to play midfield. And it makes you wonder whether that was a term of his contract, which it does. I mean, it's kind of like it does look like something like that because how is he suddenly a, this midfield midfield dynamo that we've been crying out for? Even though there's the position, the right back. That's where you needed to play. Uh, yeah. Well, it's weird because it, they talked up. Uh, Johnson did talk up. Uh, 09's versatility as being one of the reasons that they offered him a pay rise and we were able to keep him. And that's that's totally fine. It actually makes sense because if you're going to work with a relatively, I mean, it's, it's way too small at the moment, but assuming we do bring in bodies between now and the end of August, it means that you've got someone who can move around and, and cover various positions. That is a useful asset to have. Of course it is, but not if you're not going to use them like that. Currently, because of the squad depth, we do kind of need him at right back um, or left back, actually. I'd probably be inclined to play him at left back and use Dan Neal in the central midfield because I think Dan Neal has looked the best of the central midfielders, apart from Corey Evans, who has impressed me, by the way. I think he has looked good. And if we can keep him fit for kind of 
30 starts or something if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah. I think he will have a good season. Oh, I agree. I, I think he will. Evans is, is obviously a good, a good player and it is just going to be keeping him fit. Well, looking, just moving on from recruitment or the lack of, um, just on the team on Saturday, then we don't have many options. So one of them, it might be a bit up in the air, is the goalkeeping position. Would anyone like to pick their goalkeeper for Saturday? Because obviously Patterson played against Hull. I think Burge had a slight injury. Would anyone leave him in for the Wigan game? Or do we have to, unfortunately, play Lee Burge in goal this season? <laughs> if, if, Lee, if Lee Burge is fit, it's Lee Burge for me. Yeah. Um, Patterson, like fair enough, I understand he might have potential or whatever, but against Hull, I think he looked very like jittery, very nervous. Um, and I think in general, when I've seen him play, it's not really his fault. But other than the Oldham game and the Papa John's last season, I don't recall him like making a save where I kind of thought like, wow, that's kind of kept us in the game or that's like a really good contribution. And I think some of the things he does, if Lee Burge does it, he gets hammered. And unfortunately, I know that um, Patterson's young, but we've got to hold him to the same standard as Burge. So I just think for that reason alone, like Burge, like as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, like I'm not Lee Burge's biggest fan by any stretch of imagination. But he has proven last season he can make like big saves that can win us points and he went through a really good run of form and clean seats last season. So um I would hundred percent stick with Burge this season as a number one. He's also the League One goalkeeper of the year. So <laughs> That's, That's true, awesome. that is true, yeah. He was in the team right. of the season. Just of course saying. he was. No, it would be bad for me too. I was just interested to see if anyone had any um, different opinions on that. Well, does anyone have any anything else to add on the recruitment or Saturday's team before? I remember to put a break in this week's podcast. <laughs> before I was we going, well, if we're, what, what are we talking about after the break? Are we going to talk well, about the Wigan game more? Well, we're going to look ahead at the, to the Wigan game again, which is very exciting. And then we've, I've asked you to do some predictions as well. So I hope you've remembered to do your homework. Well, I, I well, think we sh- should end this uh, the end of this half with some. Let's all say something positive because we always get told we're too negative. That's going to be very difficult for me to do that. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear some. <laughs> I want to hear something positive. I don't think we'll lose to Wigan. There you go. There's, there's something positive. <laughs> That's what we've sunk mm. to. <laughs> well, we did lose against them twice last season, so it would be an improvement it would. to just not lose the game. I mean. Yeah. Go on then, yeah. say something positive. Um, shit. Mickey, you first. <laughs> Elliot Embleton's actually great, and I'll take back everything I said about him last season. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that in. I think you have to have potentially, no, potentially, if, if um, depending on how Johnson sets up, and I don't think Neil will play in midfield, but I think he probably deserves a run of games in that position, and he might get it if there are injuries. I think you've got quite an exciting young spine. You've got Doyle, you've got Neil, Embleton, and Ross Stewart's still, like I think, under 25, or yeah, the yeah. oldest is 25. That's quite an exciting spine to the team. Mm. So I think that is something to build around. All right, Doyle's not our player, but you know, it's still a refreshing change from kind of the tried and tested that we've the route we've kind of gone down in the past. We just need to flesh that out with kind of six to eight new signings and, and you've got a team that as we know League One's shite yep. it doesn't take much to finish in the top six we had all nine playing centre half most of last season and finished in the top six so bring a few bodies in get this quality they keep talking about in I'll be confident mm-hmm. yeah. My, 
I was going to say mine's a slightly different, very positive thing. But we are like, I can't go, unfortunately, on Saturday, but it will be quite an occasion for a full, not full-ish stadium again after these past what, nearly two years without it. So I think that'll be, the occasion itself will be quite nice. And I think that's something to look forward to. And it's something quite positive. Um, and hopefully we don't lose, which will be even more good. It will. Well, that, that, shall we do the second half of the pod really positively and see how long we can keep this up? <laughs> well, okay, we come, okay. well, we're going to take a break anyway. And when we come back, we'll be doing some predictions for not just the weekend game, but the further opening six games of the season. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Now, before we look at the opening six games that I've asked you to predict, we're going to look at the Wigan game in particular. Now, we've already mentioned the goalkeeping situation and we ended the last half of the pod very positively talking about the young spine that we've got, mm. or Craig did anyway. So, <laughs> look at the midfield. Now, we've obviously got Corey Evans, who is captain now of the, well, kind of the head of the leadership and communications group at the football <laughs> club. Um, so, he's surely the first name on the team sheet, is he not? Yep, I'd say so. Next to with McGeady, yeah, yeah, McGeady will be also without a doubt in every game that he's physically fit enough to Both play. Surely. He's fit, yeah. That's well, the whole well, leadership, yeah. the whole leadership team should be playing, shouldn't it? it well, it, it it might well be. It's, isn't is Bailey Wright part of it? Because oh I don't yeah, think yeah, right Bailey Wright, yeah, Wright and Flagan won't play together, will they? Because they haven't played together through the preseason, and Doyle probably play centre-back with one of them. Well, I but think he'll play Doyle and Flanagan in the which middle. Could play, could play Flanagan or Doyle at left-back. If Wright's fit enough to come in, because obviously he's missed most of pre-season, he could shift one of those two to left-back. He might be playing play. for Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Flanagan or Wright? Fairly <laughs> <laughs> <Bailey> right. <laughs> Well, either or, that's not a bad. Yeah, that's not. He could he could shunt one of them out to, to left back, which would make more sense against, than no. playing Dan Neal there. Frankly, for me, but I, I, I mean, Flan- left footed as well. Flanagan's played left back for Burton in a promotion winning team and in the championship. Granted, it was a few Get years ago, but he has done it. So why? Obviously, I, I can see why Johnson picks the midfielders there. 
he likes a certain type of fullback, and it's why Max Power ended up playing a lot of right back because he likes players who can deliver a certain type of ball into the box, right? And I, I do get it, but Dan Neal isn't even left footed. That's the big issue because you, you're immediately the wrong way around. It's like wearing the boots on the wrong feet, like because you can't tackle properly. It, it's incredibly difficult to go in for a tackle when you're not left footed, particularly a slide and challenge you're the wrong way around. You have to tackle with sort of the outside. It, it doesn't make sense. And positionally, it's not going to help you at all. Um, he might also, have Jordan I, Jones running at him, mightn't he, as well? He might, which I, I, I'm no big fan of his, personally. I thought he was massively overrated when he was here. But of course, everyone who seemed to rate him when he was here now think he's shit. <laughs> but they didn't think he was shit two months ago. But I really never thought he was anything particularly special. But I, if I was... Jordan Jones coming into my new club and I had the and I was going to be lining up against um he's a Carl Winchester who has acquitted himself okay in pre-season at right back but has got absolutely no pace whatsoever and on the other side you've got a teenager midfielder who doesn't have much first team experience and as you say Matt isn't even kind of left footed Jordan Jones will be, you know, wanting to. He'll, I, I feel like he's the kind of player who would be desperate to impress against former clubs as well. Oh yeah, because he seems like yeah. an arsehole. <laughs> no, he, 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 no, he does. I think. Well, I, I, I don't think that's a bad shout at all to put um, Flanagan at, at left back. But say he doesn't do that and he leaves Neil there. Who's you playing the middle alongside? Well, it's got to be all nine, I guess. All nine and Evans in the middle. Um, yeah, midfield. Unfortunately, I think that so because just Evans of, then. Yeah, so <laughs> we've not done very long with this positivity, have we? <laughs> no, so that's my about... fault. I, I can't help it. We're just shit. Like, it's <laughs> no, but if you, when you look at that, you do, when you do, I mean, look, there are no options. There are very no, there very aren't. few options at the back. But you can do yourself a favor potentially by yeah, it's not ideal, but playing somebody like Flanagan or Doyle at fullback gives you a bit more experience in the position against potentially a former winger with, winger with a kind of point to prove and who's got pace. So someone with a bit of defensive nous. I know that many people might say Flanagan doesn't have that, but he's played a lot of football. He's got a lot of experience. Um, well, he's got more nous there and experience than Dan Neal, let's be honest. And that's not a slight on Neil. That's just the fact that he's, what, 18 years old and a midfielder. And I don't think he started a game for us in midfield in the league, let alone... No. Like, it'd be remarkable if his first start for us was at left-back. It's just... It's, yeah. I think this was brought up in our like chat the other day when we were talking about... We were talking about this situation with Neil at the full-back. And someone pointed out that, well, what happens... So at the moment, he can't play in midfield because 9 has to play there for some reason. Whereas 09 should be playing at right back, and I'd quite like to see a tandem of Corey Evans and Dan Neal, because I think that would be quite I think that would be quite interesting. But say he's playing out at left back, what happens when we actually buy a left back? So then he's out the hmm. team completely, and this promising youngster that everyone's been wanting to see for like about the best part of 18 months now can't get in the squad because our best right back is playing in centre midfield and he's, he's sat on the bench because we've actually brought in a specialist left back. I think it's just, hmm. I think it's just um, blocking the pathway a bit of someone that, you know, an actual academy graduate, not one of these, not like younger or dice that we've brought in from somewhere else about 
12 months ago, an actual academy graduate that should be have his chance at this level. Because if he's not going to get his chance at this level now in a team that has no players, when is he ever going to get this chance? I just yeah, think that's well, a very but, good point, Russ. Actually, um, and we, the last thing we want is to be to be this to the, to be the detriment of of Neil's development because he does look good enough and he does look ready to play in this team. For me, well, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? That clearly the manager wasn't expecting. Well, actually, one of the things I think that's quite interesting is that the manager likes to rotate his midfield, but he would tend to play Scowan in every game, right? Yeah. So maybe O nine is and Evans. He, he maybe wants to keep that partnership together as much as possible. But because even if he was going to rotate things, he was talking about how Neil had to stake a claim in the cup games. Basically, he was going to get his chance in those games, which further suggests that Lee Johnson did not expect to be using him at left back in pre season and not be faced with the prospect of using him there in the first game. He had a clear vision for how he wanted to use Dan Neil. And he hasn't really been able to allow that to materialise because he's been kind of crowbarring him in at left back, which I just don't think Johnson would have wanted to do that based on his comments two, three weeks ago. It didn't seem like something he was preparing for at all. But I agree with the overall point. Look at what happened with Embleton. Again, I said this last time, I'm not going to rewrite history. And I kind of agree with Gareth's point on Monday. At the time, it was probably the right thing to do to let him go out on loan. He hadn't had a run of games and he had done little to suggest that he deserved one. Now he has kind of had an opportunity to stake his claim and he clearly does deserve a run in the team. The ironic thing is that we've signed another player to play in his position in Alex Pritchard, but he's obviously not been uh, Don't worry, yet. he'll never play for us. It's fine. Yeah. I was just going to say, is this going to be like your claim uh, last season that um, that centre half who I've forgotten his name, Morgan Feeney, Morgan Feeney, uh, and he didn't. So. He didn't play. A he didn't play second, first. Didn't he? No. I think you'll find I he scored against um, Aston Villa's children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but Danny uh, Graham also scored uh, in that game, so that, I don't think that one counts. But my prediction was he'd never play in the league for us. Uh, <laughs> well, what what do people think about <laughs> Embleton? Embleton maybe staking a claim for the 9 position because he does like to rotate things and he is going to have an abundance of options for that kind of number 10 role. I know people, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but Aidan O'Brien's still on the books. I keep and forgetting about him. Oh, yeah. he, he, you've got three players to kind of play in that position. I, I wonder whether Embleton, and Embleton has dropped deep in some games this in this preseason. He did against Hull. He made changes and pulled um, him back into a deep. He still looks quite. He looks quite. He still does look good in the middle. Obviously, he's more effective as a as a number ten for me. But I think if he if he had to play um, in that in the deeper role, I don't think it would be an issue. It's whether he. Well, obviously, when Pritchard comes in, that's going to be a decision that well, the manager whether he rotates. But for me, well, he's definitely going to play in the number ten on Saturday, isn't he? He has to. Just as, long think as so. play, just as long as he's playing, really, just so he gets a good run in the team. That's yeah. all we want to see. Well, yeah. So with him in the middle, uh, number 10, and out wide, I presume we'll go McGeady and Gooch. Um, I don't really think there's much argument there unless anyone particularly wants Jack Diamond to play. Uh, nope. No, but that just highlights another area of weakness because if McGeady 
say he wasn't fit after the injections he had. He should be. It was suggested it would be about a week, so I didn't expect him to play V Hull, and he didn't. But if for some reason he's not available, Jack Diamond is pretty much the only other senior winger at the club well, now. Jerry Hawks, who obviously played out wide against Hull, he did for me was it's just anonymous. Um, he did put in a lovely ball for the uh, that ended up with the grid goal from the free it was, kick. It was a good free kick, yeah. But I, I you know, it it doesn't look ready to. Well, I, I might be wrong. I, I also thought he was more of a number ten, so I, it shows what I, I know. thought that actually. I thought um, he was an attacking midfielder. I don't know if you've seen him play Mick in his time at Hartlepool or in the 23s or anything? If I, if I have seen him play for Pearls, I can't remember it. No, great. A glowing end of Washington. I wonder if that's why they released him. Good um, stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know. For some reason, I had it in my head that you'd mentioned him being like an attacking midfielder, Mick, but it must have been yeah, but, but, Yeah, that is where he like played for Hartlepool. I don't know that. Oh, right. right. You, that's purely because I used to like um, like flash over Hartley Pearl season ticket holder. That's not because I've seen them like play. No, but that's oh. more than probably many of us know about him. Which more than I know. So, which admittedly doesn't take a lot. Um, well, yeah, and then obviously Ross Stewart up front. So, yeah, there's your starting 11. We just hope we don't have to make any changes then. Oh. <laughs> so, what are we saying for the back four? I think that's the, the most contentious area. I'd personally play. Winchester, well, I, I would play all nine right back, but that isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I no think point. Yeah. Yeah, Winchester at right back, and then I think he's got a decision to make about left back, and I think he will play Dan Neal there personally, uh, yeah, unless we yeah. sign someone, unless we sign someone. Well, even if we do, they're not going to be ready. Well, I think they'll it's play the back. It's Wednesday now, the game's in yeah. two days, so there's no way that if we get someone in, unless... I don't know. We buy him from Newcastle or Middlesbrough. They're not going to be ready. Like, so it's possible to players do sign and then and go straight into the side. You know, if we signed him tomorrow, somebody they like you say, there's not been a lot of noise, but that needs to be a lot of signings do come out the blue, don't well, they? Well, that needs to be someone who's been playing for their team all the way through preseason. We mm. can't have someone who's like a free transfer because they've been sat on their ass yeah they've been sat on their ass all summer and it'll take about another month to get going but yeah, obviously someone like if you, if you signed I know it's the wrong side as in he's the right back but if you got key in mm, I think great. that yeah he would just yeah, slot straight cool. in you know what I mean you play him immediately but as we said it's like that Exeter don't have to sell so that could drag on all that could drag on all August so I haven't heard anything else as well about this bid for Gabriel at Nottingham Forest Again, I thought, I thought I thought I got knocked back. Well, no, oh, well, there you go. That's the end of that then. That's the end of that. <laughs> I, one, then. <laughs> I didn't know that. I actually, honestly, the last I saw, we had a bid in, and Alan Nixon had responded to somebody saying that the amount of money that was being mooted was wrong. That was oh, the last right. I heard. So I, I don't know. You you must have heard that that amount of money that was wrong was because we'd bid lower and it was rejected. I so, think I think that was the the crack. But you know, that's what usually happens. Don't that's quote me on it. Do. No, we'll quote, we will quote you on that with when we tweet the pod out. Yeah, Planet, but again, uh, what, Planet Football, <laughs> whatever they were called. Yeah. <laughs> Shout well, out to Slam's them. Slam's transfer days. Yeah. He'd be a good... I, I mean, again, I can't remember anything of him for Blackpool, but he's the right age range. He's coming from a higher team. He's played for a team that got promoted last season. Again, that's the right kind of signing to be aiming for, but we do seem to be having a bit of an issue with getting some of these deals over the line. So. And- and he has legs, so that's good. 
That is good. That is always a you know a plus. <laughs> so, so what are we saying then? Are we saying Winchester, Doyle, and Flanagan, and Neil as your back four? Probably. Right. Yeah, I think well, it will be that. Yeah. Well, that's well. I'm, I've had enough for talking about the Wigan game now, frankly, because it's just quite depressing. And I asked you all to do some homework. So, have you all done it? Uh, yes. I'll yes. just do it off. I'd already done the predictions for the written stuff that's going to go on the website tomorrow, I think. So I'll just riff off that. Right, well, so uh, before <laughs> we do... So we so an non-conformist. Where's the show? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been asked, busy. I can't I've just the, down tools. <laughs> <laughs> so I've asked the lads to predict um, Sunderland's finishing position, uh, the top goal scorer, the player to watch. And but also, and we'll do this first. The the first six games of the season, how many points we feel we'll get from these games? I don't need scores. Uh, the first six are Wigan, MK Dons, Burton, Wimbledon, Wickham, and Sheffield Wednesday. So, Wigan. I feel like I've said Wigan on this podcast. The word Wigan more times than I've said any other word in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wigan, uh, Mick. How you? How many points are we going to get from the Wigan game? Are we going to win? One. We're going to get one point, right? Well, one for me as well. Craig? Yeah, I, uh, probably a point. I mean, you the, haven't done the, this, have you? You haven't. No, even I've, thought, I've been thinking about it. No, because the, well, I always think it's interesting to look at the like kind of betting markets, and I find it astounding <laughs> that Wigan are 14 to 5 to win that game. Because if you were looking at that dispassionately and you looked at the state of the two squads, there is no way that Wigan are nearly 3-1 to one to win that game. and But I do agree, I think it'll that's probably be a odds. draw. That's great odds. I know that's great. What I mean. No, it is great odds. I, I, I mean, you look at us, we're favourites to win the league based on the fact, you could base that on the fact that there's time to sign players, right? That's fine. But for an individual game, I am shocked that we're like 10-11 to 11 to win that game with snow mm. fullbacks on the books. I think that's really remarkable. Well, yeah, we're favourites to win the league because the bookies will know that people betting on League One won't look at this and they'll just see yeah. Sunderland are in it and bet on it. Yeah, that's true. Whereas like people have obviously moved the odds, like the odds on Ipswich have moved because people have been lumping on yeah. based on they've got a good manager and they've made good signings. So Well, agree. Well well I, I think we'll get a point on on Saturday as well so there's points for all four of us um, and if we're being positive Matt like I said that is an improvement it is it is a massive improvement on last season um, we're going to go to Milton Keynes next Saturday uh, I've got us getting another point there unbeaten yeah. start see no winless start like, but you know I think we'll lose though. you think we'll lose well even without Russell Martin who they, their manager's gone to Swansea, <laughs> ain't he? Oh, they're just, just blokes, aren't they? <laughs> no, but he, he's... He's th- done quite well there. He has you've paid money for him. Swansea, you've paid money for him. Yeah. I mean, big big respect for him to uh, buy all those players and then just, like, do one. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. That's great. That's great. I, I, also I, love presu- him, kid, I, I presume they've got, like, a, a transfer strategy that's a bit like what we're supposed to be implementing, where... Well, the one that we you know, pretended to have at the beginning well, of the transfer. Well, we're waiting for it to materialise. I assume they've got a similar structure because they seem remarkably well-run MK Dons. Yeah. Well, they would be. don't know why. They just would be. Um, well, <laughs> so how, well, are we going to beat them or not? 
No. Or me? Uh, yes, you, Craig. I think we'll draw that as well. Another point, Mick. I've gone for a defeat there. <laughs> Dear me, not one win yet amongst the four of us for the first two games. God, RTD well, could have a fit, aren't they? Yes, well, <laughs> but, well, I don't have us winning a Burton either, so I've got us drawing the first two games of the season. Uh, I do. I have us beating Burton. Oh, well, great. Yeah. Excellent. Our first win is going to And everyone could have a lovely old time in one of the best places well, to watch a football match. unfortunately, it's on a Tuesday night. So. Oh, what? Yeah. So that's oh, wait a minute. That, yeah. And that also means that we'll be, um, you know, the games are going to start coming thick and fast very early. Yeah. And we, that doesn't give you the extra bit of time to make sign-ins before no, that game. I think, also, we'll, I think we'll beat Burton, though. You also forget we've got a game against Port Vale like, next week as well. Oh, God. Well, I haven't included that. No, no, I no. don't care. No. Um, what was that, Mick? Sorry? I just dread to think the side will have to field against them. Like, I'm not it, really bothered about the cup, but, like, it's just... It's going to be like team. the Tramia game, isn't it? I think you'll just use it like the Tramia Yeah, game. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Um, and they, 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 Port Vila tipped to do quite well by a couple of different podcasts in League Two. So if they put out a, a decent side, it'll be a good test for some of these players who at the moment are basically an injury away from being in the first team. So... <laughs> That'll yeah. be interesting to see. Well, it will. Mick, do you think we'll beat Burton, did you say? Yeah, yeah, I've gone for us to win there. Oh, well. Sweet. Excellent. Great. This is right. Well, can we keep the wins up then against Wimbledon at home? You're yeah. bloody right, we can. Yeah, we'll win that. Full house, because I think that's where our first victory of the season is going to come. So, <laughs> it, you know home what? Despite, but despite all the do, that's, that's like no defeat for me and you, Matt. Well, this, this is. This is the issue. Like, we could be like perceived to be negative and have le- like the le- concerns about stuff, but then you forget how dreadful this league is. Yeah, it's terrible. So we play Wickham after that. Oh, all. we will. Um, see, I put this down as a, a win, but it's also so but it's also a game I'm going to, oh. <laughs> and I've not been. Back into the UK in a year, so <laughs> right. So, are you sticking with a win, or are you going to change your mind? No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be optimistic and say, of course, we, we are. We yeah, yes, rightly so. So, I've gone. Well, I think we'll win, Craig. We're going to beat Wickham at home. I think we'll lose that, <laughs> unless oh, we've signed. Come on, mate. Goodness me, come on. They they'll be a decent team this season. So, uh, I think get... we we've got a bad home record as well. So, and the return of Josh Scowen. Oh yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think I think they might be quite <laughs> quite difficult. You know, a lot of this is dependent as well on by this point you'd hope we brought in some players. So well, you'd think so. Well, you'd think so because that is the 28th of August. So if we haven't brought any players in by then, then we are in serious trouble. <laughs> Um, and my prediction, which for the uh, finishing position, which I'll reveal soon, may come true. Um, <laughs> what Mick, do you think, Mick? Wickham. Um, draw. Mm, well, you're trying to ruin my day out. Tell I know. Me. Yeah. Um, no, I'm jinx. I'm jinxing it into a win for you, Tom. By well, saying the, we'll thank lose. The, the first six uh, games are rounded off. Uh, with a trip to Sheffield Wednesday, which I was drawing and completing an unbeaten opening six games so people say that I'm negative then th- think again well 
this is the first game after our glorious end of transfer window. Yeah. So we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> With all our fancy new players, and we'll lose to Crisis Club Sheffield Wednesday. They've, who, they've signed who, a lot of players. They have signed, a lot, signed a lot of players. There'll be a team that end up like, you know, like six points clear, like in September, out of, mm. you know, no reason or rhyme or reason at all. But then finish eighth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll go I'm not bust conv- halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think we'll win, not, Craig? Yeah, I'm not convinced they they'll be very good. Although I do rate the manager. I, I think he's good, Moore, isn't he? Yeah. So I think we'll. Yeah. I, I think we'll win that game. I think we'll win that one. Ooh, three points. I yeah. think we'll be better Mike, away from home again. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we've obviously got the fans back in the ground this season, so maybe that'll make a make a difference. I don't know. Yeah, or even worse. Hope so. <laughs> um, Michael, uh, Sheffield Wednesday away. I think this is going to be absolute vintage Sunderland. It'll be the first game where we'll have like a massive away allocation. We'll take 6,000 fans there and everyone's going to go on about it all week and then we're going to lose 2-0. Oh, even a score. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's wow. You know, Michael, hearing you be this down in that, it's like, man, things mustn't be good. Because <laughs> usually... That, I mean, obviously, if the game was tomorrow, I think you'd be much more pumped and like uh, it changes your mindset. But like, yeah, I don't know. It just well, it just makes me feel the, like Christ. Well, maybe you've been the I'll least. Get, I'll on. get accused both ways, though. Like, I get accused like by some people of being kind of like a happy clapper and all this that, and the other. And then I get like accused of being like a doom merchant as well at the same time. Well, no one can accuse you of being a happy clapper because you're the least optimistic out of the four of us with eight points from the opening six games of the season, which frankly is pathetic. Me and Tom both have us getting 10 and Craig, uh, you've got us getting 11 points wow. from the opening six games. So with that in mind, where are we going to finish? Uh, Tom, where are we going to finish? Seventh. Seventh. I think wow. I think it'll just be a case of we've left it a bit too short and also uh Johnson's like tendencies for this kind of like streaky form. I think that'll come back to the the four and I think and I don't I don't know, I'm just not very confident we'll actually make the playoffs. But I don't think we'll be as bad as some people have predicted. Well, I've predicted us to finish 11th, so... Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, but, that you know, the unbeaten start will make way for a terrible September. Johnson sacked in mid-October. I do um, think that'll happen as well. You know, and we appoint, I don't know, Gary Megson to see us over the line. We finish in 11th place and do it all again next summer. <laughs> oh, oh I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we oh, couldn't. We, 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 the the so days nice. of dreaming of him are over. It's impossible no. now. An impossible dream. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, where are we going to finish? Um, I'm going to go for Matthew Keelan special. Eighth. Eighth. Wow, not one of us getting even in the playoffs yet. Incredible. Craig, are we going to finish in the playoffs? Yeah, I'll, I'll take us to finish sixth. sixth. I think if we. <laughs> it's the best we can do is sixth. Well, my word. I mean, to be honest, I was looking. I was. I've listened to the previews of kind of like other podcasts, and I've had a look at some other. St- it's good to get a neutral view. I thought it was astonishing that not the top twenty had us finishing third, based on the fact that basically we've implemented a structure behind the scenes. It's. Like, I just well, don't see how you can predict that. I, no, I've, uh, how is this squad going to finish in third? Like it's ridiculous. well, so they they're doing it based on faith, right? They're they're basing it on the idea that what is coming out of the club is going to bear fruit. 
Whereas D3, D4 have looked at what we've got and put us in Portsmouth in 10th and 11th because neither club had really signed anyone. But when I looked at the teams who they had finishing above us, I was like, you know what? If we do sign even not enough players, but a few good ones, we should get in the playoffs. It'll be dicey because we'll have bad runs of form. But we had bad runs of form last season and still finished in the playoffs. Mm. Well, we for me, like I've said, eleventh, and you know, often it's hilarious and whatever. But I based that on the squad that we've got now and the fact that we're yeah. just not linked with anybody. Like, yeah. have you just described that, one of your own jokes as hilarious, there, Matthew? I would never laugh at one of my own jokes, Craig. You should know that. I do yeah, agree with Craig said before, though. There's a little bit kind of like racy bias and how we're all feeling, like so. Let's be optimistic and see if it were we beat Wigan and then we'll go and get a result of them gear dons. But I'm probably gonna be saying we're gonna be in the playoffs, especially if we get a few new signings in. So I agree with Matthew, it's based on kind of like what where we are now with signings and the no, it is. It was more just, just before oh. people start going mad and saying that yeah. we don't go up and it's, a, it's also like I would not be surprised at all if on Saturday we turn Wigan over quite easily. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, it could be like with Wigan there's so much hype build up around them. And then they just get, you know, I don't know, a bit of overconfidence that they've got this nice shiny new squad and then they get beat by us. And it's like, yeah. it, we could be six weeks down the line and we've won like five out of six. And then all our concerns and all our worries, even they are justified at the moment, are kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Well, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. No, I think but, that's, it could feasibly happen. This league is, as we've said, crap. Yeah. And, the, you know, if we do make the additions. But, it is the strongest it's been, I think, since we've been down here. I and would agree with that. includes the first season down. And this squad is worse than the squad that we had the first season down here, which, by the way, if we roll the clock back to that, just for one little moment, uh, I remember people going on about how, you know, we had no players and that, and only 10 people were turning up for training. But, but you know, because we had no one, no one left and all this crap, right? Well, actually, when you look at it, we had more academy graduates that were good. Um, we had a raft of signings that actually, when you look back on it, while not all of them worked, were a lot more creative than some of the signings we've kind of been making this summer. Mm-hmm. Or looked, you know, it was a pretty good transfer window. We just spent too much money on players that you didn't need to spend money on. That was the problem. Yeah, that's but, true. We are worse than we were then, and this league has the potential to be better than it, which is why I don't think we'll finish as high as we did that time. I, I mean, well, who's going to finish above us? <laughs> Carlton? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but like teams like, I suppose you look at Ipswich, you look at Wigan as being potentially strong, Lincoln are going to go again. Uh, Oxford Smith, will probably do well. Portsmouth, Portsmouth, yeah, Portsmouth are just, just always there. They're going to be there. They, they're yeah, be. they're always there. Yeah. Charlton under Adkins will probably. Oh be, yes, oh, oh, lovely Nige. A nice man, a lovely man. Well, no, just quickly then. Um, anyway, sorry about that. No, it's, it's all right. I just, just quickly before we we wrap it up, uh, top goal scorer. I've gone with Aidan McGeady just because we, I, I just have. Uh, think I've. <laughs> The my head says Ross Stewart, but my heart says Will Grigg. Oh, lovely! <laughs> oh, lovely. Did you see? Oh, sorry, goals? before we go, on, did you see him? Um, see the article in the BBC today about uh, Dominoes and Greggs, and the picture they used was of yeah. Will Grigg <laughs> yeah. serving Dominoes pizzas alongside Max Power, and lovely that's where I think 
we really have jumped the shark in terms of the banter era. <laughs> yeah. Jumped the walls. God. <laughs> how many Another goals prediction. do you think that how many goals do you think they're gonna get then? Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. Twelve. Nine. Because if that's the case, what does that say about either A, we're going to have to spread the goals around a lot. B, who's going to get another nine to ten goals each to get us the amount of goals that we need? Will Greg. Kyle Lafferty. Bring him on. Holly the Wall. Bring him on. <laughs> right, who's top goal scorer, Craig, anyway? Uh, well, I'll, I'll sit Ross Stewart with about 15 goals. Right. Shout Mick. Yeah, I'm seeing Ross Stewart. I think he's going to be kind of like, you know what Kevin Kyle was in the playoff season under Mick Mack. Mm. I can see him like being similar to that. Good shout. Uh, you just need was... a, we just need a Marcus Stewart who will be Will Grigg. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a great. Well, there we go. We're sorted now. Play it, watch. I've gone for, M- well, player of the season, I guess. Uh, Elliot Embleton. Yep, um, snap. For me. Do I hope that snap wasn't the sound of his hamstring going <laughs> on no, Saturday? Eight no, minutes into Saturday's no, game, if last season's anything to go by. Please don't do that. Because I've also gone for Elliot Embleton. Oh, no. Make, make it a full house. I've gone for the juggernauts, those lads. Oh. Uh, right. Doyle is that. Well, they're all going to get injured on the first well, There's no day. need for that, Matt. I just had a different player opinion today. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I've got, Tom, I've got a prediction just for you as well. Where right. is Wally the Walrus going to end up next? Ooh, well, he was seen off the coast of Ireland <laughs> recently. But I'm going to say um, Tromso in Norway. I think he might hit the Scottish Highlands. Like, quick. Well, re- really? I'd Physically like him- hit them. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Really, I'd like to see him at the match on Saturday. But, well, you know, he might be. Good. He could play left back. Really, yeah. guest of honour. Guest of honour. Do the half time draw. Break <laughs> imagine we'll, imagine we we'll come off this and we've signed a left back. Well, imagine. Oh, Wally the well, Wallace. Speaking of which, shall I look? It's well, you can look if you want. Have we signed anyone? <gasps> uh, no, but Chris Weatherspoon's tweeted something. So well, no, I don't, I don't care know about, about him. Don't so know that about probably him. means something about I Mark will. Campbell. I'm not interested in that or him. So you just go and marry Mark Campbell. We've talked about <laughs> things for long enough now. Does anyone else have anything to add about anything walrus related or Wigan related? Um, I was going to say something envelope related, but I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to. Ooh, the no, envelope. I, I, I've kind of specifically avoided that because <laughs> well, I, just, I just don't care. I know, like, like, I think the one thing to say on that is it, if people have had like a go at it, right? It isn't because that on its own is a bad thing, it's all of the stuff that's gone around yeah. it that makes the club look pretty amateur at the moment. You can't just take. Lots and lots of things in isolation. You have to start mapping them out into a giant conspiracy theory. Yes. <laughs> the envelope I've lost thing. my season card. <laughs> Did it fall out of your envelope? That was probably <laughs> walrus at it. I think. <laughs> One thing I will say about the envelope thing: it's both hilarious and just damning. But and then I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's also fair to say that if you were going to get really excited about a letter from Kirill Louis-Dreyfus that he didn't write, you can also be simultaneously critical of this. And I personally wasn't yeah, I wasn't bothered about either, really. It just looked a bit shit. And when you add it to the other stuff that's gone on this summer, it didn't look particularly great. But I honestly don't care. I just want us to actually get out of this league. 
Agree. No, Please. I agree. Um, well, it's getting desperate at this point, isn't it? Four seasons. Well, this is the fourth time we've done this, um, so let's hope it's the last. It won't be the last one, will it? Let's be honest. But um, yeah, well, if no one else has got anything to say about walruses or envelopes, we leave it there then. So all that's left to say is thanks as ever for listening. <laughs> on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns Free the walrus. <laughs> Stand up, you hit the mugs. <laughs>